Professor Perlman. Thank you so much. So nice. Très confiant. I can show you around. That'd be great. Thank you. So what do you do around here? Read books, transcribe music, swim at the river, go out at night. Sounds fun. All right, later. Just watch. This is how we'll say goodbye to us when the time comes. Later. <laughs> Meanwhile, we'll have to put up with him for six long weeks. <laughs> Muscles are firm. Not a straight body in these statues. They're all curved. Sometimes impossibly curved. And so nonchalant, hence their ageless ambiguity, as if they're daring you to desire them. Oh, to see without my eyes The first time that you is there anything you don't know? Boundless by the time I cry. You only knew how little I know about the things that matter. Build your walls around. What things that matter? White noise, what an awful sound. You know what things. You saying what I think you're saying? Feel my feet above the ground. You shouldn't have said anything. And Just pretend you never did. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our special, our first ever Pride movie review for the Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everyone. This is our Pride Month movie review for 2017's Call Me By Your Name. Before we get started with the movie review, I am joined by a very, very uh, nice panel of guests. So first things first, from the box office beatdown show and the Cinemania page, Larry from LC Screen Talk. Larry, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on to talk about my favorite film of 2017. It actually was my favorite as well of that year. So um, very happy to have you on, my friend. Uh, and we are also joining from the film community, very, very old friend of mine. Uh, Becca, Becca, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, lastly, we are joined from the film community. Hannah, Hannah, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thank you. Happy Pride Month. Yes, happy Pride Month. I wanted to do a Pride Month review for a while now, but it's just scheduling and then getting ready for Comic-Con next month. Everything is just a mess. So, um, But I did, if there was one movie I had to talk about um, for a review, it was going to be this one. So I'm very happy to have you all here talk about the movie. Now, if everyone doesn't know, if people haven't seen the movie, if you're listening to this, uh, basically the movie is about... Um, it's set in the 1980s Italy, and it's about a romance that blossoms between a 17-year-old student and an older student um, who is visiting their house for the summer, pretty much, six weeks. It was directed by Luca Guadagnino, and it was written by James Ivory, and it stars, of course, Army Hammer, Timothy Chalamet, um, my my 
like I, I love that guy so much. Um, also, a bunch of a really, really star-studded cast. Very, very good film. So let's go around. Also, before we get into the review again, uh, it, it was nominated for about uh, 13 major awards, including the it won the Academy Award for Best Writing Adaptation for James Ivory. Um, it also won the BAFTA Award for Best Adapted Screenplay and a bunch of others and stuff for that year. So first things first, Larry, I'll get your thoughts first. What are your thoughts on this movie? I mean, we already know that you love it, but tell us why. <laughs> yeah, I think it is just, honestly, I think it's a nearly perfectly made film, like from just an execution standpoint i think it's nearly flawless the script as mentioned with the awards it won is really fantastic and just natural and that's what i love i love that word yeah yeah the film unfolds very naturally it's a it's a leisurely film about a summer in italy on like this beautiful um place in italy it's just gorgeous to look at but it lets you take in all of that atmosphere of not only the location but this summer atmosphere in this place with these people and it develops this romance really authentically as we move throughout i think timothy chalamet should have in my personal opinion won for best actor for the film uh, but he was nominated army hammer should have been nominated for the film or michael stuhlbarg either one would have been fine but there are some great performances army hammer and timothy chalamet have wonderful chemistry I mean, it's just great. It looks gorgeous. The music is gorgeous. All oh, those um, Sufan um, songs are just amazing. In oh, this agreed. Movie. Uh, I mean, it's just it's great. <laughs> agreed. I I love what you I love that you said it's it feels natural because it really that was the word that was like it was like circling in my head about how to really describe it because it's a two hour and twelve movie in two hour and twelve minute movie. It's not like this hour and a half. Let's get right into it. It's a very slow burn, but in a good way where it's trying to kind of build the, the relationship between these two people and it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel rushed it feels like so natural and so well um well indicated so i really enjoyed that uh becca what about you what 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 do you love about this movie and all that i think one of my favorite things is the takeaway of the film and i think that the takeaway is summed up when um wow i'm forgetting his name all of a sudden <laughs> um is timothy or, or army Timothy. Okay. Um, uh, his, like his his actors like this the um his name uh, Elio is that it was that it yeah, yeah Elio Elio, Elio. yeah. So um, when Elio is talking to his father, um, and you know he's heartbroken that this guy is left and he doesn't know if he's ever gonna see him again, and the dad is basically saying that it's okay to feel like that. And that he should feel everything out thoroughly. You know, he shouldn't, you know, push it inside of him and forget about these feelings. And that these feelings are going to allow him to grow into a better person. And I think that's important in any relationship. But especially for this guy's first queer relationship. And just being able to blossom into a wonderful young man. Dwayne knows that I love a good coming-of-age film, so... Yes, yes. That's, <laughs> you and so, I both. Yeah, so that's another thing that really drew me in, but I think the idea of just taking chances in love and, you know, going for it, even if they're not going to be together... 
forever to just have those feelings and to have those memories with you forever is something that I absolutely loved in the film. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember, um, I remember like that scene in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, if we we can get right into it, but that scene in particular, it, it it could have gone so many ways, but the way that it went, as far as like the reaction of his father and him not judging, even with the age barrier, he just understands and notices love, and he kind of he kind of like he's kind of inspired by how much love they have between each other, and I really like that as well. Um, Absolutely. So I I definitely I definitely get where you're coming from as far as that um hannah what about you um what are your some of your thoughts um well this is my favorite movie of all time oh, wow <laughs> <Love> <laughs> oh, wow i adore this movie um and i love that you brought up that it feels natural because whenever i describe the movie to anyone i always say it's a very human movie um i don't even really whenever i watch it i don't really feel like i'm watching a movie it just feels like i'm a fly on the wall like in the 80s you know watching this like romance blossom and it just feels very, you know, natural and human. <laughs> that's um, that's a very see. That's like I because I um I was at work today and I was like, okay, let me um I haven't watched Call Me by Your Name in quite some time, so let me put it on. I you know I was like I had some free time, so I put it on on my computer and I started watching it and I felt myself really. It doesn't feel like there's no. I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't feel like a movie. It just feels like you're just like kind of like uh i don't know like a like a secret camera in the house and you're kind of just watching these people interact and all that stuff um one thing i will say is that every time they every time they show outside um i start sweating because i just feel like it's like 80 not like 90 (laughs) degrees over there like 100 degrees and where they're where they're filming i know um army hammer always mentioned how hot it was in italy when they were filming um but and i remember watching this in like december and it's cold as hell but i was still sweating every time i watched it because it's just (laughs) it looks so it looks so humid over there i don't know what it was but um yeah i do as far as awards go at this movie was very 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 snubbed i feel there was a lot of good performances and stuff like that like even like the mom i thought she was great i thought um i thought a lot of the women characters were great too because like um because they have relationships with women in the movie as well but like it wasn't like like it that didn't feel forced as well it just felt like them trying to really grasp who they are and who they wanted to be and you know when it when the when the relationship with the women wasn't working they realized that this is like what's meant to be them too so uh larry what's some of your some of your thoughts on like some of the performances in the movie besides army and timothy because of course they were just amazing and stuff like that and their relationship yeah, and actually, I think that uh, uh, the last point you brought up I thought was really good is it shows, I don't know, I think especially Hollywood likes to depict sexuality as pretty black and white, straight or gay, this or that. And I think I appreciate films like this that pretty much just kind of don't define anything. They just right. fluidly let you move in and out, be with a man, be with a woman. You know, it just kind of is like this fluid process of one, discovering yourself, but two, of just being. And I, I really really appreciate that in this film particularly as well mm-hmm. um as for the performances i think everybody is great again uh, i can't believe that michael stuhlbarg wasn't really nominated uh for his role anywhere that i saw in in this film it was crazy but then again he was in i think three best picture nominees that year so i mean he was yeah. everywhere he was oh in all the God, good movies. <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm, I'm- 
I'm looking at like 2017 was such a good year for film. I'm looking at like that's when we had Lady Bird, Shape of Water, I, Tanya, like Moonlight, a lot of the like three billboards, like oh, a lot God. or a lot of really, really good movies. Oh, Moonlight uh, was 2016. Yeah, yeah, Moonlight was 2016. Oh, it was, was. You're right, you're right. Um, I think it's because I saw it in that. I think it's because I saw it in 2017. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember seeing that one late. But uh, yeah, just the movie was really, movie's really good. And I, I realized going back into it, um, going back into it, I, I'm, I actually really, really enjoyed it a lot more. And it, it does, it definitely stands, it, it definitely holds with time as well. Like, it, you don't like watch it again and feel like, oh, it's not that great. Um, you still, like, it's still a really good film. I try to watch it at least, like, you know, every couple of times a year if I can, because it's so good. Um, what do you guys think about, like, the soundtrack and, like, the cinematography and all oh that stuff? Um, Hannah, we'll start with you. Um, dude, I can't pronounce his name, and I'll never be able to pronounce his name, but I know his last name is Stevens. Um, I'm a big fan of his music. Um, and he handled the music in the film, well, the original songs, because um, I know there's a lot of, like, classical pieces that like you know elio plays and like the piano and whatnot and i just think that it's some of the most like beautiful and sensual music that i've ever heard um i listen to mystery of love like all the time and it immediately brings me back to the movie and just makes me because like when you watch the movie it's a very like i when when i describe it to people i definitely always use the word sensual um because i i don't i know a lot of people have like described it as like you know an explicit kind of movie and it's like you know like not okay or like because there's the age gap and stuff like that but like I mostly think of it like as a central movie I think the like the atmosphere and the music plays a huge part in that and it definitely creates a good uh vibe I guess feeling I hate the word vibe but feeling throughout the movie you definitely get that feeling of you know you kind of feel every touch they have with each other, you know, because so, like, there's very little interactions with them through the movie, like, uh, you can get, like, uh, physically. Um, yeah. So it's, like, you feel every touch and, like, you, like, are in every conversation. And I feel like the music definitely plays a huge part in that because it definitely fits the, you know, feeling of the movie. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I see a good point um, is that you're right. Like, it's a very it is explicit. Like when it like you, you say not just like nudity and all that stuff, but like it's a very hands on, I'll say, kind of movie. Um, and that definitely I remember. So I watched this the first time in theaters but not like going to the theater to see it because i missed it because that was that year it was just there was a lot so i remember i watched this during the amc oscar showcase where they show all the best picture nominees and stuff like that and what in like one sitting like they do it they do it like two days it's like a two-day event really cool but i that's when i watched it so it was a full packed theater and stuff like that and then you know i noticed that with those kind of explicit explicit scenes like i i felt a lot of like felt a lot of tension from the audience I don't, and i don't mean like 50 shades gray like ooh tension it was like a <laughs> lot of because i feel like we don't see a lot of this in film you know um it's it's a definite it's definitely an lgbt uh movie and stuff like that but you you don't we don't see a lot of that in film so I was fine with it. I was like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's love. It's what they, it's what they do. It's what we all do. But, um, people would just like, I remember like I was with a couple of friends watching the movie. Um, and and I remember it's the weirdest combination. They showed this movie right after Dunkirk. And I was like, (laughs) uh, yeah, like a war movie. And then you just go into this. Um, so people like, (laughs) 
I do remember the sad part it is that people were walking out and stuff at some of the explicit scenes and stuff like that because you know in 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 context you do have a younger a younger boy and then you do have an older army hammer so I, I can understand kind of what where it's kind of hard to watch but uh Becca do you have this did you have the same kind of thoughts you know like you're fine with all these scenes but like the people around you if they're watching it like it's definitely a movie I wouldn't watch like with my mom or anything like that but like yeah. what, are, what are your what are your thoughts on that wouldn't watch with my mom but i have watched it with some of my friends and i think that especially um because i have watched it with some of some other queer friends of mine and they found a lot of the central scenes to also be very realistic Um, right and i i'm mixed about the controversy i mean i think that army hammer has an outstanding performance he does look older than timothy but that's just his face and he can't help that and they also just have wonderful chemistry so i'm i'm neutral on that but you know i thought that everything was very well done so agree because it did feel like back to the word very natural between them two they didn't look like they were they didn't look like they were um they didn't look like they were like kind of phoning it in or anything and i remember um yeah. when they were when they was like doing the press run for the movie um around award season uh they the director was talking about how like when he was choreo- when he was choreographing that uh their first kiss kind of in mm-hmm. that lake area um he when they were re- rehearsing the kiss he had them make out for like five minutes while he I was remember walking, that. Walking, yeah. away so they can like get that chemistry and emotions between each other uh larry what about you same same kind of thoughts i don't know when if you watched it opening like the weekend and stuff and you felt the same with your audience or what do you think <laughs> so Dwayne, are you saying you weren't scandalized by the peach there i was gonna <laughs> bring that up i was gonna bring that up i um i could do i i could listen i could do without the peach scene but i i mean i i honestly didn't know why it was in there but i i no, I, I don't know i, don't I kind of get it especially in the context of the movie i actually think it's a really it's a it's a impactful scene of the film to me again <laughs> just to kind of show you elio's journey um in his discovering his sexual identity first of all but then also by the time we get to the end of that scene obviously we go through the the like more racy part of it but then we get to like a really kind of emotional moment between mm. yeah uh him and oliver about leaving and you see how how hard he's fallen into this thing so i think it's a really uh, nice scene also with uh, call me by your name obviously i feel like there isn't much nudity. Um, I feel like the way that people talk about it, you would think this is blue is the warmest color. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's not, you know, it's not like fueled like that one. And I think the age difference is pretty similar in the two films as well, actually, which is an interesting mm-hmm. movie. Um, but I think, well, what? It's 24, right? Is how old Army Hammer I, is in this film, I believe. Uh, yes. He's think, 24, Elio's 17. Yeah, and I think they have that same seven-year gap, actually, as people. Army just looks a little bit older, but it just is what it is on that front. Right. Um, my thing is, like, we have the peach scene here. I've noticed queer cinema likes to ma- put in something weird, which I, I go, I waffle on. I'm like, what is the point of all this? It seems like if you watched Disobedience last year, they had a, a very odd scene where one of them spits into the other one's mouth just in the room i don't know i feel like every queer is that the movie about mcdonald's the mcdonald's woman who uh <laughs> what? 
disobedience? No. Yeah, am I getting that? Am I getting that mixed up? I'm no, like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's uh, Rachel McAdams <laughs> and Rachel, Rachel Wise. Oh, oh, oh. But they're Jewish. They're, it's a oh, oh, yeah. Okay, don't mind me. Don't mind me. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then, I mean, obviously, Blue is the Warmest Color is very uh, sexually explicit across the board. Um, but there was another example, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on it currently, but I feel like every queer film has, like, a weird sexual experience that you're just like, whoa, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this in here? Um, but no, I, I mean, I didn't have a problem. I don't think my audience maybe was comprised because I did go um, opening weekend to go see right. it. Right. It's comprised of a lot of LGBTQ plus folks in the audience. I don't think people had as much of a problem. But even my grandma thought she really liked it. Um, I think maybe really? a little <laughs> a little racy for her in general. But I mean, she's definitely got more open minded. I've watched it with people, um, and I think in the moment, maybe you're like, oh wow. Uh, my one friend, she was just like, oh my gosh, that was hot. But <laughs> so I think you get into the moment, but. But the emotional side of the film is a lot of what comprises that final act. And I think that's what that's, you kind of walk away with. Um, I totally agree. I, I just because like, yeah, I was I remember I saw it with um, it was me, Christina from the live show um, and then like two other of our friends. And we were watching it and I was like, I remember just like that scene, that peach scene comes up. And I remember just being the only one like, wow, this is like some crazy stuff but like it's good it works and everyone else is like oh my god oh 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 and <laughs> walking like two people next to me walked out and i'm like jesus guys relax it's all right it's art okay <laughs> everyone just kept like leaving and groaning and i remember that was like the one scene where it kind of turned people off i didn't mind all of the but i didn't you know i didn't mind all of the uh because i these kind of movies when they're trying to uh where when they're trying to like make a point as far as for this community and stuff like that, these kind of scenes are going to happen. Like it happened in Booksmart. Uh, Booksmart, the same thing. And I know a lot of people kind of was kind of shut down by that scene. I'm like, I just don't get it. And with people just have like this weird kind of turnoff when it comes to um, LGBT like love scenes, and I never understood that. So just very interesting to see how people really take to all these kind of scenes and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So it's just it's just just very weird. Um, disappointing. <laughs> yeah, very disappointing. I would. Yeah. Say. Um, because I just I mean I think it's it's just like you know no one bats an eye when it's like a boy and a girl, but when it's like especially when it's, when the story is supposed to be a really really young kid and a um older kind of adult. Uh, by the way, I think I looked up Army Hammer's age, and oddly enough, um, Timothy Chalamet's age was right there in Google as well, next to him. So he's thirty two, and Chalamet is twenty three. So when this came out, uh, yeah, so when this came out, he was about probably 30, 31, and Chalamet, just about the same thing, nine years, you know, about 20, so they're fine. So, um, yeah, but I thought it was, once again, this is one of my favorite movies. I really like the aesthetics of the movie. I love the soundtrack and the score is also really, really good. Um, the soundtrack I've listened, I have it, I have it as a Spotify playlist. It's really good. Um, it, it, it does that eighties kind of feel really, really well as well. So, um, yeah, so, um, all right, so let's get into some kind of, uh, Final thoughts, I would say, just, you know, some final reactions of the movie and why you love it so much and why it's so close to close to all of us as a movie and stuff. And it's one of our favorites. So, um, Becca, I'll start with you. Any final thoughts? 
So I was trying to think about what my final thoughts were. Um, I think one of my favorite things about this film and some other queer films that I've seen and some people use this as a criticism is that a lot of queer films are set in the past. But to me, I see it as an opportunity to, you know, give light to these people who we ignored in the past and to show their stories. And the fact that these two characters pursued their love and were together, even if for a short time during a more closed-minded era is fantastic. And the fact that Elio's parents were also super cool about it and super understanding in the 1980s is uh, awesome. So I, I think that's going to be my final thought is that I appreciate that, you know, while we can tell some stories in the present, I think it's also really cool that we're kind of digging into the past and shedding light on how difficult it might have been to be queer in the past, but mm-hmm. also that these people are just incredibly strong as well. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, uh, Hannah, any final thoughts on the film and any last words and stuff? Um, I actually want to ask you guys, do you guys find the film predatory? I felt like that'd be an interesting conversation Ooh. to have because I know a lot of people feel that way. I okay, so that's interesting because for me, I I don't know. I I think knowing if they if if they would have gotten an actual 16, 17 year old kid, I don't I think that's a little too risky. Um, because it's not like a true story or anything. It's just like a it's uh you know, it's an original script from an you know, from a from a writer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they would have went with the seventeen, with an actual seventeen-year-old um, actor, I, I probably would have like, okay, this is kind of pushing the envelope a little too bit. Um, but I feel like knowing that Chalamet was old enough and stuff like that, and just in context, he was younger. I was definitely okay with it. Um, I don't get predatory vibes. I mean, in some moments, I kind of do, but it's definitely not something that takes me out of the film. I just, I, I get it, and I get like these. These, I mean, this is like, this is natural. This is like how life is. I mean, sometimes when we are 17, you're like, oh, that 28 year old, what so and so is, is looks, looks really good. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's, it's natural. It happens. It's not nothing that doesn't ever happen. So, I mean, it, I wasn't, I wasn't too bothered by it, I, I would say. Yeah, I I went in very hesitant because that's definitely a thing, especially being somebody, a male within the LGBTQ community. It's always a little bit dicey when it comes to these age things and how I don't want my community to be perceived that way because that's been such a stereotype right. and such a stigma that's been cast on gay men in particular, that mm-hmm. subset um, of pedophilia. So I was very skeptical of how it was all going to be portrayed. But once I got into the film, it just, the way it unfolds is not yeah. predatory to me at all. First of all, I mean, if whether we as Americans like it or not, uh, the the age of consent in Italy is 16. So, I mean, right. 14 in the 80s. Yeah, there you go, 14. Yeah. So, whether we liked it or not, I mean, that's just what it is. We can't control other countries as much <laughs> as America would like. And the second part was, they really, this is from Elio's point of view. So, it's not yeah. something like um, Lolita, 
where we're through the predator's point of view, and he's making it seem like she's coming on to him. And oh, the, the Lolita, I have tons of problems with, and people still praise that. So I don't know. But uh, <laughs> call me by your name. This is strictly from Elio's point of view, and we clearly see he is the aggressor for most all of the film. Army is very, <laughs> or Oliver is very hesitant to move forward. Obviously, they're in a very open and safe space. The parents are, you know, present there. So really, they they just made it this really safe, open, mutual type of situation that I think alleviated that for me personally. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I also think that it's great that they show that Oliver has that kind of moral um, struggle, you know, yeah. after, uh, throughout the whole movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very hesitant, and we could think of that as, like, you know, a bad thing, but I after reading the book too it definitely give, uh, gives the movie a lot more context but just the movie alone you can definitely tell that Oliver def- is hesitant has that kind of moral you know should I do this is this okay and afterwards after they sleep together he says like I can't live with the thought of me messing you up you know and that really stuck with me um, in you know context of people being like oh it's very predatory like this isn't okay and you know, you can uh, in the love scene too. You also see uh, Oliver's, you know, ask, uh, asking Elio if what he's doing is okay, like multiple times. You know, and it's 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 a good thing to have in the film, especially when people are making this controversy. Agreed. That's that's a good point, yeah. especially especially when freaking um Elio just grabs his package. I'm like, dude, <laughs> this guy's trying to he's trying to like be a good student, I guess, you know. Um, yeah, but I I I I would have to agree. So um, Hannah, any um any final thoughts on the film? I mean, it's my favorite movie of all time. Um, I it holds a very very special place in my heart. Um, right. it's definitely I'm not a kid in the eighties, you know, a guy in the eighties struggling with my sexuality or anything. So, um, it's not that I can like completely relate to it, but I find this film very relatable to me because it's just so human. Like I said before, um, yeah. there's no like parts in the film that are like you know, in service of being a movie. I guess it's like there's not really a um antagonist throughout the movie and there's no like you know forced conflict or anything like that like you see in most romance movies Mm -hmm. you know there's always that point in like the halfway mark where it's like oh we got to split up for some reason like that doesn't happen in this it's just you know you see these two guys falling in love throughout a summer and it's just a very beautiful thing to you know see and have it be done so authentically and just well is it's refreshing it's very it just it makes me feel good whenever I watch the movie. It's very it's sad, but it just it's it's an inspiring movie, and I just Agreed. I just love it with all my heart. <laughs> Agreed. No, I definitely agree. Um, Larry, what about you? Yeah, I've heard people complain that there's no tension in the film, and honestly, that's, I think, what I love about it. Um, People also complain about, you know, getting these positive, I don't know, people complain because I guess maybe, you know, of course not everyone's coming out experience, they complain about that with Love, Simon, too, uh, isn't so positive, but we have so many uh, heavy LGBTQ films. We have so many films that that depict the darker side of coming out and being attacked and being killed that it was just 
kind of refreshing to get this love story, just a straight up love story between these two guys that we didn't have to deal with all of that outside in the film. So I really love that. I think it is a beautiful film. The cinematography I don't think got nearly enough credit in that award season. No. I uh, just mm-hmm. can't believe it wasn't nominated. But the music is so good. Mystery of Love, I just adored, period. Uh, but I actually think Visions of Gideon is stronger in the context of the <laughs> film itself. And yes. that end scene is like one of the best end scenes ever in cinema history for me. I just think it is so powerful. I agree. So good. It's just like a gut punch kills me inside, but it's just like so amazing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's just it's great. It's great. It's a great film. It's like so beautiful. Once again, um, it's so it's it, it's very it feels just very real. Um, you would think it's a true story just by how like real it feels. Um, the characters, no one, no one does a bad job. The characters are all fleshed out and great. Um, the performances are great. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Cinematography, great. Like one of the best scripts I've ever read because I, I actually looked it up last year and read the entire script. And the script is just so like there's no like high a lot of scripts when they're written there's like these high moments where you put everything in caps nothing's in caps it's all in cursive it's very nice and pretty and very just subtle and that's all it is it's a very subtle movie with a lot to tell and i love that so um yeah i want to thank you guys all for coming on for the review i really appreciate it i'll go around the um i'll go around the uh call and get everyone's social medias and all that stuff so uh becca we'll start with you let up the listeners know where they can find you and follow you so i am at ocean sprinkles that's as weird as it sounds and my twitter is at ocean underscore sprinkles all right and uh hannah let everyone know where they can find you i want to say thank you for having me on um of course. I had a really great time uh and my twitter is at movies and cats and that's about all i use on social media <laughs> movies I and cats that. that is amazing yes. uh <laughs> um larry you've heard me say this a thousand times but let the listeners know where they can find you my friend yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and especially YouTube at LC Screen Talk. And then currently over on my channel, I am also doing a Pride Month series of reviews where I'm doing collabs and talking about important LGBTQ films. And we're about to drop the third one on Saturday the 15th. So fun times. All right. And I will see you for the box office show on Sunday, my friend. Um, thank you guys for joining us. That is our review for Call Me By Your Name. Please go watch this movie if you missed it. Uh, what the hell are you doing? You know, just don't. there's nothing great coming out this weekend, so just go see Call Me By Your Name. Once again, order it, rent it, buy it. I say buy it, support it, all that stuff. It's a great film. So thank you guys for joining us. My name's Dwayne. That was Becca, Larry, and Hannah. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you soon. And bye-bye.